0: You're listening to the Make Life Epic Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Make Life Epic Podcast. We have a very special guest today. I'm very, very excited to have my friend Heather Lindeman here with us on the show today. So, Heather, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm super, super excited to, um, to be a part of your epic podcast
0: right on right on now we have kind of a funny story because you and I met a very long time ago or what's Ah. like a really long time ago do you want to tell everybody how we met
1: all right I actually was just telling the story about you and I the other the other day to a girlfriend so I had just opened I think it was the first day I was open Yep. um of a brand new boutique that I had opened in downtown Encinitas and Mr. Jim Simcoe was my first customer
0: uh, was well, that really your first customer?
1: I think you were one of my first customers.
0: Wow. That's cool. That's yeah. That's cool. Right on. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So you sauntered in the door. You had the, we're doing the real estate company next yep. door. Yep. And you walked in and introduced yourself and told me all about Kelly and all about your family.
0: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I remember that. I remember that. So what Heather is not telling you is she's one of the coolest women you'll ever meet <laughs> in your life. So if you ever get a chance to meet Heather, she's just fantastic. And- you could tell us too, by the name of your store, the name of your store was dreamy. Yes. And I remember, I remember walking by it one day to get a coffee and seeing that and seeing like that sign and be like, you know what? Like who's got the balls to put that on the store? Like how fantastic is it? <laughs> and and I think for, um, several years I went there almost, you know, every holiday, every holiday, every birthday to get presents. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I got to see you in the morning when you were cruising by to get a coffee.
0: Yep. 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 And now, and now, you know, it's weird. Is like, Now that you're gone, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, like vap or vape. How do you say that? Vape. You know, like the kids do, like they smoke, but it's not really smoking.
1: Yeah. Vapor store. It's a vapor vapor store. store. I know. Isn't that weird?
0: It's, it's honestly one of the weirdest things in the the history of things. It's like the weirdest, strangest thing. (laughs) So anyway, all right. So let's get right into it because I want to talk about, I want to talk about you. I don't want to talk about me. I'm bored talking about myself. Tell me a little bit about your background. So where'd you grow up? Who's your favorite high school teacher? Why? Lay, just open up your chest and let your heart fall out. Tell us all All
1: right. Well, before I get started, Jim. Yes. Because I can't see you. Right. I need to know what you're wearing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is so great. Uh, is there
1: a tank top involved?
0: No, surprisingly, there's not. What the hell? So, I know. I know. But you'll be happy know I'm wearing a <laughs> tight. <laughs> this is really <laughs> kind of funny, actually. I'm wearing jeans, obviously. And I'm wearing my CrossFit shirt. My CrossFit shirt. My classic gotcha. society shirt, which I wear like literally almost every day. So, so I mean, I wear like three of them. So,
1: okay, yeah. good. There's three because they need to be cleaned, Jim.
0: They do need to be cleaned. So, I do clean them on a regular basis. I love oh. them. Okay,
1: okay. Well, I feel better now that I know.
0: Now, you All tell right. me what you're wearing. Now, this would be weird if it was anybody but <laughs> you and I. But, so, what are you
1: <laughs> no. wearing? Um, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I have some uh, athletic wear on right now. It looks like it looks like I could go do yoga at any second. Right. But I did not do yoga today. But I, but I think every woman, that's um, listening to this right now can relate to this outfit. It's a little, it looks like I do yoga outfit, but maybe I haven't done it in five or six years. I don't know, but I have, I have the outfit on. So that's it. Hair pulled back glasses on, like ready to roll.
0: That that's, you know, there's the quintessential Heather. Look, I mean, that's fantastic. (laughs) You are one person who can pull that off. I can (laughs) never, I can never pull that off. First of all, because if I have long hair, I look like an Asian game show host and that's not a good look, believe it or not.
1: And we don't want to see you in yoga pants, Jim.
0: We nobody wants to see me. Draw
1: the line.
0: Nobody wants to see that. That would just be bad for everybody (laughs) in the world. So, all right. So, sorry. So, where? Give us your background. Where did you go? Where? Because I actually don't even know this.
1: Well, um, I grew up in Cardiff by the Sea, California.
0: You did? Did you actually grow up here?
1: Yeah, I grew up. We grew up on Macadamia Nut Corner, so where Summit and Rubenstein meet in Cardiff. Oh wow! My parents bought a little house. And they, with a 180 degree ocean view that they paid $19,000 for, um, and sold it for 27. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. So that's where, um, I grew up mostly. And then in my, um, what, like we were like 10, 11, 12, that zone, my mom was an equestrian. She had ridden horses her whole life. And my dad was a surfer. And so they'd made some sort of a deal that. They could live at the beach for a little while, but then eventually they needed to go get a space where mom could have some horses. So then we moved out to La Costa, San Marcos, like that zone off of the end of Olga. And um, so my mom had a few horses and we had like just not a lot of land, but just enough for a corral. So we spent my teenage years out there.
0: Hang on. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So it always was interesting whenever things would happen in my life. um, I, I always ended up in Encinitas, Cardiff area. Always, 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 always. It, just, always, it always. worked out that way? Yeah, it was just like a little homing pigeon. So it was first time I moved out. I was in Cardiff. When I went through my divorce with my ex-husband, I was in Cardiff. Cardiff just kind of constantly drew me yeah. back.
0: Yeah, Cardiff's yeah. awesome. That's where we live. I mean, I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I know. So, all right. So tell me about high school. What was high school like for you? Because I, I got to imagine like high school for you must have been awesome.
1: I hated high school. Really? No, I hated high school. I. Why? I, uh, well, I'm dyslexic. I'm severely, severely dyslexic and I didn't know it. And so I was a rotten student. And, um, but this thing birthed in me that I became pretty aware of around my high school days was that I really didn't give a shit how it should go. And so, um, school was tough for me. I didn't make good grades and, um, I can't remember how I figured this out, but, I actually started going to Palomar college while I was still in high school. Really? And yeah, they never asked if I had a high school diploma and I was still taking classes at high school, but, um, I hated the scene. The social pressure was really tough for me. Um, you know, whatever. So I started going to Palomar and I got great grades and I ended That's up getting my GED for high school. And, and while I was going to junior college, cause I just skipped that step. I was like, high school sucks. This is bad. I'm not into it. I'm going to skip it. And I've kind of done that a lot of times in my life. Like so ah, not necessarily I, going to play by the rules. I,
0: I, I hope everyone listening gets that <laughs> concept. That's so fucking fantastic. And first of all, here's the thing. I'm so glad you swore first. Because if I swear first, you know, it, it's, i just, I love it when someone else swears first. So thank
1: you. Okay, very much good, that. good. Well, I have a t shirt. I think I actually sent you an image of it that said, you know, I have the vocabulary of a well educated sailor. It actually says it on my website. So it's like, you have been warned, people. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> All right, that's so awesome. I never knew that about a high school. All right, fantastic. All right, so tell me about the journey from Dreamy to what you're doing now. Like, and tell everybody what you're doing now and give us your website too.
1: All right. So, um my website is heatherlindeman.com. And no. L I N is in Nancy, D is in David, E M is in Mary, E N is in Nancy, and is in Nancy. Nice. I'll put, Heather, on, I'll put that on the show notes too. But. All right. heatherlindeman.com. So what I do now is I work uh primarily with women. Most I would say 99% with women. Every now and then one of you dudes squeaks in <laughs> um as a husband or a sibling of one of my clients, but um I help women. I help women come home to themselves. And I'm sure as we move on, we'll get to explain that a little bit more. But um, so many women, I would say almost every single woman that comes to work with me says that something's missing. They feel like something's missing in their lives. And, and what our knee jerk reaction to do is to look outside of ourselves to fulfill that whatever something's missing, you know, is it the right relationship or the right amount of money or the right body or, you know, the right, um, uh, belongings, mon- mm. you know, monetary things. And what it ends, what ends up happening is that it's parts of themselves that they haven't called home or parts of themselves that they're unwilling to see.
0: Gotcha.
1: And there's a amazing fucking crazy amount of magic that happens when a woman allows herself and it's more of a happening than anything to all parts of herself to come home, you know, cause we're constantly trying to be something that we're really not. Right. And, um, anyways, that's, that's like the most spectacular part of my job is when that happens, because then they have everything they need and they don't have to go outside of themselves, including their, you know, their high Wi-Fi connection to their innate wisdom, which, uh, is a game changer for everyone. So that's what I do now. And I do it in the form of, One on one sessions, and I teach a class, a live class out here at my retreat center in Vista um, once a month called Transformation Tuesday. And I teach. uh, I think
0: Kelly went to one of those and she loved it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, she's been to a bunch of Transformation Tuesdays, but she came out
0: recently. Yeah. Wasn't it like a
1: couple months ago or something? Yeah. But she came out for it. My wife's going to kill me.
0: Like, she's going to be like, of course you remember this because it was on the 17th of August at this time. How do you not remember this? How come you're not listening listening to me? You know, like, I'm sure. (laughs) So hopefully, hopefully, she's not <laughs> listening to this part. No, I'm just kidding.
1: I love you, Kelly. I love you so much. She's, um, the, best. she's the best. She really is the best. You're a lucky, lucky dude. And I she's am. So lucky too. But yeah. yeah. So you know, I'm out here doing lots of stuff um, with the goal of the goal of um, helping women to wake up. So That's well, awesome. I'm I'm sure we'll get into that. But how the dreamy thing connected to this was? Yeah.
0: How'd you go from Jimmy? Because Jimmy was a shop with really cool stuff in it. Yeah. So, how do you go from owning a retail shop to like transforming people's lives?
1: Right. Well, Dreamy was a shop with really cool stuff in it, but the intent for Dreamy was to create a space where women could come together in community and individually and enter a space that they mm-hmm. could relax into. Right. Mm-hmm. And women love to take care of themselves and other women, and actually, women are we're more apt to take care of somebody else than we are first before ourselves without doubt. Yeah, so I wanted to create a space where women could come in and and gift their friends, hang out with their friends with really special, unique and different um, treats and gifts. And so it the, the premise of Dreamy wasn't just a gift shop, it was for women first and to help women feel Yummy and happy and and connected and so that was the foundation. And the so second, you
0: knew that did you know that going in? Sorry your shop? Did you yes. know that going in that was like that was the plan? It wasn't yes. like I'm going to sell stuff and and be profitable and be happy doing this. It's you wanted to start it there first.
1: That's exactly where I started. Wow, that's cool. And and <clears> to be <throat> honest with you, you know one of the places I really learned and learned and grew a lot where while Dreamy was open was was um, you know the creative part of myself and what my heart desired was first and it should be but while I was doing dreamy I you know I was really afraid of the numbers and I was afraid of the finances and it was hard for me to keep my eye on that ball what I right. was really good at was was um, you know help helping those women to feel really comfortable and at home so here's the funny thing and you'll remember this at the at the register it you know it was like a bar. Right. And so I had two bar stools at the register. I so, do remember that, actually. Yeah. So what started happening was that freaking register area became the confessional. So oh, women would so come cool. in and they would pull up a bar stool and and share their lives with me and share their hearts with me and share their struggles around getting pregnant or their relationship issues or their I hate my job or whatever. And I found myself. Just listening a lot and holding space a lot. Now, I will say that my background um, is in psychology. Oh, is it? And got, yeah, and I got turned on to psychology really early. And it's a kind of a funny story because things were going wrong, going way wrong with my parents and my sister. And I was kind of like the only sane one in the house, but they sent me to counseling. <laughs> and I was like, why do I have to go to therapy? I'm fine. And, uh, but through that experience of doing therapy in downtown Encinitas with some cool, groovy therapists, I, uh, I just really started to sink into and, and, and just enjoy so much that self-discovery. So I have that, you know, enough to be dangerous. But here I am at Dreamy talking to all these ladies. And um, at the same time in my life, my personal life began to crumble while Dreamy was alive. And I was on my knees. And during that time, I, uh, you know, as that kind of stuff happens by grace, I got aligned with an amazing teacher. And she facilitated retreats down in the Yucatan, Mexico. And I started working with her.
0: Who is that?
1: Her name was Maria Elena Caro. Um, and she's still working. She's in her seventies now, mid, mid, probably mid or late seventies now. But as I started doing that, um, I really started to grow. And again, it was like, oh shit, all the stuff I'm dealing with is, is not my husband's problem. It's not this person's problem. It's not that person's problem. It's in me, right? It's in me. And that was the pivot point for me. So as I was coming into that, which is like, kind of like swallowing a razor blade. Right. Um, which
0: sounds like that'd be painful.
1: Yeah, that sounds like fun, huh? Right? It's not fun. <laughs> but um damn it, it puts you back in the driver's seat, that's for sure. Sure. Um so anyways, that was happening and then the economy tanked. Right. Um and I did my very best to survive. I think I was one of the last man standing in that center and yeah. then finally decided to close the business. And then as I started doing these, the only reason I started doing women's circles, Jim, I swear to you was because I had this nagging voice that was like, do a women's circle, do a women's circle. And I was like, fuck you, shut up. I don't want to do a women's circle. I'm not qualified. My life's a mess. And I only did it. I (laughs) I only gathered these women to get this voice off my back. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, I did it That's right so after great. the store closed, right after my, you know, I had left my ex-husband and I threw it out there to a bunch of my dreamy chicks that, you know, were faithfuls of the store right. and 22 women gathered in my living room in Lucadia. And that was in the your big-
0: very first one. You had 22 people show up.
1: Yeah. 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 O-
0: only you. Does that happen to no, I don't know. nobody I else don't tells know. that story? No one that was like, Hey, my very first <laughs> event, I didn't know anything. And guess what? I got 22 freaking people to show up. That, I think that, they
1: just missed me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh cool. All right. So what so tell me the long what's the long term vision of this? What do you want to do with this thing long
1: term? Well, you know, um, it's a good question. It, and I just feel like the best I can do, Jim, is just to listen and follow orders at this stage of the game. I um I've actually tried not to do this a couple of times. You know, like I'm not gonna help women anymore in this way, you know, my 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 new husband of of five years is retired and he loves to travel and, uh, he's, and he's got just, a
0: great first name too. Doesn't he? Doesn't that he really does love this guy's first name.
1: He really does. Um, anyways, so I could be home. His you first know,
0: name is Jim too, by the way, if anyone's listening, go ahead.
1: Jim. Yeah. Mr. Jim Lindemann. Um, anyways,
0: you could be you asked
1: me what the long-term vision of this yeah. was. And I, I I'm really say
0: you have to have one. I'm just more curious to see. It I that.
1: don't have it at this stage of the game. What I really love is being around other women that are, are, have the courage and the bravery. Cause I say warriors welcome, you know, to this work to see themselves fully right. because what happens is they stop mm. blaming life. And those are my kind of friends and that's my kind of community. And We've got, you know, several hundred women that have come through my circles and my workshops and my weekends. And this is just, you know, here in in San Diego because I, you know, I I don't know. It's like people aren't coming from New York today to do this work with me. Hopefully they will someday if that feels right for them. But that means that I get to go down to the grocery store and see another woman in line that is a fucking badass because she has unburdened her husband from being everything she needs him to be, and unburdened life from carrying the face of her wounds, and she's being an incredible example for her children about how to take care of herself and love herself and find where love really is. So, you know, my long-term vision would be to have a whole bunch more women like that to be around, and you know, if I can play a role in that, I that would make me it really. Like, it be. sounds
0: like you are already.
1: Yeah. Well, um, that's awesome.
0: I think yeah. that, That's so cool. I mean, it's so I think it's so true, too, because I mean, you, you know, especially in this day and age, we get gender roles so backwards sometimes, I think. And, yeah. you know, I think especially around here, right, like in, in the area that we live, you know, in a nice area by the beach, San Diego, weather's always nice. I see so many of these sort of quote unquote soccer moms. I just saw two, like literally as we were on the phone outside my door know, getting in a Range Rover, they've got their Lululemon on, their hair's perfectly done, they've got all their makeup on and they're like, they're taking their like little kid for a walk on a Tuesday, no, excuse me, a Monday afternoon at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon and they're just fully done up and you can see kind of like the pressure around here for, you know, that I think some women feel like they have to be done up all the time and have to have perfect bodies and everything else. And really, I got to say, like from a guy's perspective, that's really, you know, like in my, I don't know, in my really early 20s, that stuff was attractive. It's not like now. It's not at all. Now no. it's just like like I mean, and that's what I love about my wife. I mean, my wife is like an actual woman. Like she's got mm-hmm. flaws and everything else, but she is a badass woman. You know, yeah. and it's so cool that you're doing the same thing. You know, helping women kind of reach their inner warriors and be true and come home, as you're saying. I think that that's just so great. So, all right, so let me ask you this. So, why do this? Why? What's your why? Why do you get up to do this? What inspires you about this work? I mean, it's it's all. It's clear that you love it. And it's clear that you're good at it, which is great. But I mean, look, there's, I mean, I'm really good at watching football RGA, <laughs> and I love watching it, but it's not necessarily inspiring. It's not doing any good in the world, but it depends on who you would ask. But so why are you doing this? Tell us, what is it about
1: it? The simple answer, Jim, is because I have to. And I mentioned this a second ago is I've tried not to do this a few times because there's other things that I'm really good at. Like I love marketing and, and branding. I love, I love that. I love at, that. Do
0: you know what I'm good at? I hate to interrupt you. Do you know what I'm good at? I'm really good at juggling.
1: Yeah. Nobody, right.
0: Nobody knows, nobody knows this, but I'm a pretty freaking good juggler. Just don't
1: I didn't even know that about you. And you could nobody just does. stop coaching and stop fucking being epic out there in the whole green I world and just juggle.
0: I could just be the guy on the side of the road juggling. Right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I interrupt you. Go ahead. Keep, keep telling me. So you were, you were saying that you tried, you've tried stopping this before and you can't.
1: Yeah, stop. I can't stop. So it's the thing that keeps me awake at night. It's the conversation that's constantly going on in my heart. And it's, um, it's my life. It's my life. It's my life. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go learn this and take, take a class and become certified and then teach it. That's that's not at all what it is. It's, it's what has worked for me right. Like and really changed my life and really changed my stance and really changed my experience of, 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 of my life and of others around me. And then I went, oh, okay, I'm supposed to actually share this with somebody else i mean, and then really the, the the hardest part of my job is getting the fuck out of the way right. because what's coming through isn't me and I'd love to be uh, oh my god I'd love to be like I am so responsible for your healing you know and <laughs> that be awesome my ego would just like <laughs> dig that but that's not the truth and and um So where is it coming from? Um I believe it's coming from the the part of me that isn't my mind. Okay. I believe it's coming from the, the 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 part of Heather that's that's connected and at one with everything, and so some people call that the divine or the universe or you know the or with our innate wisdom or God, right. um, but uh, it's definitely not my mind that 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 this that this is coming from, and and so my like I said before, my biggest practice is just getting out of the way of my mind, you know, telling me I'm not good enough, or, or nobody's going to want to hear that, or, you know, uh, all of those things and just continue to take steps and just keep writing or saying what's coming through. And as my practice of that has grown over the years, cause I've only been at this for seven years now. I will say you
0: haven't been doing this that long.
1: It really hasn't been that long. Um, it, I used to really edit myself before and now the cool part. Oh my God. It's like the best part of my job is (laughs) when I'm working with clients and groups are really my favorite. I, I just, this, this part of myself that thinks I'm responsible just naturally melts away because the part that's connected to everyone and they're connected to me gets really big. I mean, that might sound so crazy to people that are listening to this, but it's the truth. And, um, that's why I do it because that feels so good. And and I'm growing right along with everyone else. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, oh shit, that was good. I need that, you know?
0: <laughs> I <laughs> hope so you already wrote that one down. <laughs> so, right. That, so that's cool. You know what, what I really respect about that, and that's it's so refreshing because you see so many people you know, who, you know, who are doing sort of, you know, some type of coaching or one you know, one thing or whatever. And they're always like, it's always like, oh, here's my system for this. Here's my system for that. Or, you know, here's, you know, what I've created. Everyone's trying to be original. But I think what's really refreshing about what you're doing is you're basically saying like, look, I'm the messenger. The message is coming through and I'm trying to get out of the way so that you guys can get the message. And because your ego is removed from it, you're able to deliver that message. And it's probably a lot more impactful than, Mm -hmm. you know, than somebody else. And that's just really cool because so many people these days and one of the, you know, one of my big goals with this site and just this work is to help people get out of their heads and just get into their hearts. Because most of the wrong decisions I've made in my life, I would say almost all of them have come from my head overruling my heart. Yeah. Plenty of times my, my heart's been like, fuck it, let's just do this. And, and then my head's like, no, you know, we shouldn't do it for whatever reason. And the ones we haven't done, it's good because my head is over with my heart. It's just not a, it's not a good place to be. So it's really cool and really refreshing to hear you say that, you know, you're really just kind of getting out, you know, trying to get out of the way and deliver the message. That's, that's awesome.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, I want to say something on that really quick is, uh, that's you know, all the spiritual teachers, all the, you know, the big voices right now that are talking about awakening and oneness and evolvement and levels, higher levels of consciousness. It all boils down to exactly what you just said. It's about learning to, we have two voices going on at all times. We have the voice of the mind and we have the voice of the heart, but none of us were initiated into the voice of the heart. When we were little, it would be like, You know, someone speaking Italian to me right now. I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying, right? right? And so it has no validity. It can't, you can't help me go get to where I need to go because I can't understand you. And that's so much of what happens. What happens here is that we really are learning how to hear the voice of the heart. And sometimes it moves through other people. Sometimes it's through nature, you know, happenstance, synchronicities, or 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 eventually we get to the place where we can really just hear it and feel it in our bodies but it's about at least being able to let your heart weigh in right
0: right yeah you have to you have to you have to i i I always tell the story of like when i met kelly i only met kelly because i happened to be reading the art of happiness i was walking down you know and ran into her uh, while i was walking my dog my dog ran over to her she was at her car she was moving in and you know had a nice conversation whatever and i was like man that girl's super hot and super (laughs) cool and then I left and she lived in a different part of the development that I lived. And I was like, geez, you know, what am I going to, how am I ever going to meet this girl again? And so I waited a couple of days and, and I decided to leave a note on her car. And at the time my head was saying, this is such a dumb idea. And this is going to be so embarrassing because you're going to run into her again. And she's probably married or she's gay or she hates Asian guys or whatever. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm never going to be able to walk my dog down that, that road again. But then my heart overrooted, you know, kind of overrode it because I was reading this passage in Art of Happiness by Dai Lama where he says, you know, if your motivations are pure, there are no bad outcomes. And so I left the note, you know, obviously I left the note on her car, took her out to dinner, you know, we've, you know, literally been together ever since. But it's really funny because it's like, it's the biggest time in my life where my my heart overrode what my head wanted to do, and it's probably the biggest, you know, biggest win I've ever had in my life. So yeah, it's Absolutely. cool. Absolutely,
1: amen, it's amen. Cool. Uh, speaking of
0: which, how did you meet Jim?
1: Oh gosh, that's funny because you were you were just uh, talking about how you met Kelly, and I was kind of thinking about that. Um, I was getting ready to move to Bali, and I was all packed up, um, had been divorced for a little while, and I was living back in Cardiff, of course, with uh, with some friends. And I had sold all my shit and I was, I swear I was on my way to Bali. And I went to uh some s- spiritual thing, some spiritual event. It was called a Bhakti event. So it was like a big event where devotion of the heart, devotion for your divine. And um uh, I'm dancing around, they're playing Kiraton, and I'm just like dancing around, having a great time in this just, st- sit,
0: just dance around being heather
1: just dancing around being Heather. There were other people dancing too. Sure, um, huh? <laughs> thank God, but not necessary. And uh, this super tall dude, gray hair, gray beard, looks down at me with this like crazy mischievous twinkle in his eye. And he's like, you're having too much fun. And I looked up at him and I was like, oh no. Yep. You know, I just, it was instantaneous. You just knew. This connection, I just knew. And, and so I went about like, Flirting with him like crazy, right? And um, I'll mention that Jim, my husband, is eighteen years older than I am, okay. and um, so the whole time when he tells the story, he's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this girl is flirting with me. She's so, so young, right?" It's so awesome. Yeah, um, he's like, "There's no way she's just flirting. She's got to just be f- super friendly." <laughs> right. And then uh, by the end of the night, I, you know, because I've learned my lessons about masculine, feminine roles and all of those things. And I, so I said, gosh, I'm really hungry. I'm thinking about going to get some Thai food, right? Open-ended question. Of course, and Jim nice. goes, oh yeah, that's good. Nothing.
0: <laughs> really? Nothing, nothing. He wasn't nothing. like, let's go. No. He wasn't like, Hey, wait, let's go get takeout Thai food and go to my bedroom. And we can eat it in bed while we we'll are watch a movie. He didn't <laughs> exactly say that. No. <laughs> Jesus.
1: So he did get my phone number.
0: Okay. Oh, so you didn't get Typhoon with him
1: that night? He did not go get Typhoon (laughs) with me. But the funny thing (laughs) is, is that he... He, he had shared that he worked for the Oceanside School District for 30 years, yeah. and uh, my father was a teacher in the Oceanside School District, and my godmother was an administrator in the Oceanside School District, so I raced to my car mm-hmm. to call my godmother and ask her, you know, About him. what's it. up with this Jim Lindemann dude, and so she, she doesn't give compliments easily, and she said, what I can tell you is Jim Lindemann is a good man. Oh. And, uh, anyways, the rest is history for us. I mean, just like you and Kelly, we met ball was in his court. He finally took it. And, um, I think it was four months later, you know, long, long, long story. And I won't go into it, but, um, it turned out I didn't move to Bali cause it was the hugest, you know, it was like, okay, I'm falling in love right. and, I'm, mm-hmm. and I've got a job waiting for me in Bali. What do I do? So the decision was kind of made for me. And, uh, Four months later, five months later, I was I moved in, lived here. We were wow. engaged just a couple of months after that, and the rest is history.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Well, what were you expecting? You met a guy named Jim. Didn't you think you were gonna fall in love with a guy immediately? I mean, well,
1: I mean, come on. Come on. There wasn't a tank top involved though. There what? was no tank top. There was no tank. I'll time. have to talk to him about that. I know.
0: But the funny thing is, every time we see you guys around town—not that we see you around town that often—but the times I've seen you around town with Jim, you guys always look so freaking happy. At oh, like that man. time, we saw you walking into the Thai place. You guys are like holding hands, walk across parking lot, you know, acting like there's nobody else in the world. Just oh. so cool to see that. So cool. He's and I and you know, I would say for anyone listening, I've met Jim several times, and he's a good dude. He yeah. is just a good dude. Yeah, I really like that guy. I don't know him at all, but you could just tell looking at him and just talking to him for a couple minutes. He's just a good, solid guy.
1: That's so nice of you to say, Jim. Yeah. Jim's, Jims are good. Yeah. Jims are good.
0: Jims are good. Can't go wrong with Jim. All right. So I have a couple, couple other questions for you. All right. Tell me, who are some of your heroes and why? Well, i like to ask people this for the most always curious.
1: Um, speaking of my husband. Yes. Um, Jim is one of my heroes. Aww. And uh, he comes to my heart when you ask that question, because when Jim was in his 50s, he and his partner at the time, not wife, but partner at the time, adopted... Uh, actually fostered a little girl, fostered an infant. And while they were fostering her, Jim had no intentions of having any children. He wasn't married. Um, He was in his 50s, and he fell in love with this little girl and said, I'm going to adopt her. This, This child is meant to be mine. It makes me teary when I talk about it. And even though he was with this his partner at the time, they both knew that they weren't going to be together forever. Right. And even though he knew that, he um, he adopted this little girl who is our daughter, Aww. who is my who is my stepdaughter, who is Jim's daughter. What's her name? Her name is Samantha. Aww. And these two have the most amazing relationship. And I watch the kind of father he is. He's he is that. You know next to you Jim Simcoe, he's the best dad on the planet, and uh he's so inspiring to me because of the selflessness that it takes to be a parent period and then the selflessness that it takes to raise a child that's you know that isn't biologically yours um right. but that for the fact that he recognized that connection and listened to his heart and said yes and and <clears throat> Th- you know these two are inseparable best buddies, and I'm so oh, happy so for cool. her that she gets to have a role model like that as her father oh, so that's
0: so cool
1: he's my that's hero so cool.
0: oh he's what a name. guy what a guy um <laughs> uh, anybody else anybody else want to mention
1: well i you know uh, any anyone is my hero that selflessly helps others. you know we were watching that c n n hero of the Year award last night on on t v and uh-huh. And the, the people that just go out of their normal daily lives to help their neighbors, to help the homeless, to help, yeah. you know, children in Nepal. I mean, the, the people who do just just small acts of kindness that nobody ever gets to know about, right. That the people that don't have to shout it from the rooftops and, and be like, oh, I'm this person who's helping this person, yep. but that just does it because that's what their heart tells them to do and they follow it. Those people are my heroes.
0: It's so you know it's funny you said it it because we were talking about this the other day. So our office is in Encinitas; it's on Second Street, and we are a couple doors down from um, CRC Community Resource Center, where they you know they feed homeless there and they do a lot of other things. So there's a lot of like you know homeless and just families that are struggling around here, and you know and you know we do what we can to help them out as well. But you know I just saw something the other day. It's it's just amazing when someone just give you know just does something nice for somebody else and treats them kindly that. It really doesn't take a lot of effort to do it, but when you do it, you see the ripple effect of how you know how how powerful it is on the other person and yeah. on their family. Because again, in our situation, the people who are here, they're on their you know they're struggling. Yeah, like they're really struggling. Like we had a woman come in here uh, last year. You know, she just was asking to see. You know, she was a, she he, she just she was a victim of domestic violence. And she wanted to know if her daughter could be, you know, could use the bathroom. And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. And so I started talking to her while the daughters were in the bathroom and, and she started breaking down and crying and, you know, telling me her story and how like mm-hmm. she's, you know, she know what to do and she's got this master's degree from Columbia, but now, you know, this guy's chasing her and all this other stuff. And so like, and this is not a big deal and this is not why I'm saying. But so like I, I gave her like, I don't know, 80 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever I had on me at the time. And I said, well, look, just go, you know, get some food, get a hotel because she couldn't get into the shelter till the next day. So she was going to be sleeping in her car. And, and, and so, and you know, so she starts crying again and she's like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And whatever. And I'm like, you know, believe me, you know, when I do stuff like that, I'm sure like you, when you do stuff like that, it's way, it there's way more of a benefit for me personally than it is for whoever I'm helping out by far. I get a lot more out of it than they ever get out of it, I think. And when you know, cause she wouldn't take the money. So I was like, look, whenever you get on your feet, you'll come back and pay me. I'm like, we're this mm-hmm. is our office, whatever. Can I tell you that this woman showed up eight months later? Oh my God. And paid me cash. And it was like, you know, thank you so much. You helped us out. And it started a new, you know, we, you know, we are able to do all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Eight months later, came in, gave me 60 bucks cash. That's and incredible. Yeah, no, great. And it's like, it, it's not that it's here's the other thing. It's not that fucking difficult to have right. all the people. Like it right. just isn't that difficult right. to be nice to someone, let somebody go in front of you in line. Like I just like, why you know, we can all do this. This is not, this is not rocket science. Very, yeah. very simple.
1: Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Yes.
0: All right. I only have three more questions. I don't want to keep it forever, but well, I do want to keep it forever, but I, I want to let you go to it. What do you think the three biggest keys to living an epic life are? If you had to nail it down to three things, what are they? The gospel according to
1: Heather. Mm, it's such a good question. It's such a good question. The, the three biggest keys for me are being, I want to say this the right way. Um, being brave enough to experience oneness within myself, my community, and with source. So what that means is that if it's out there, it's in me. If it's happening right. out there, it's in me. Because so many of us go, oh, I don't have rage. You know, I don't I don't gossip. I'm not ungrateful. I'm not this. I'm not that, right? right. And to and come home and say, yeah, yeah, I'm all that. Right. And be able to just see it, because, of course, the good news is that the opposite is true for whatever we call ourselves. The, uh, the opposite is true. So like just to be at whole, really authentic and honest with myself first. Right? right. What am I really all parts of myself? You know, the parts the mind would say good or bad. Right. Boom. Yes, that's me then go out into my community and like, I mean, it's just exactly what we're talking about could be more perfect than, you know, we see someone who's struggling. We see someone who's homeless. We see, you know, people who might not drive the same car as everybody else in its need or have the same Lululemon pants or, right. or acting the way, you know, we think they should act. Right. And, and know that that's in me too. Right. It's like have, they all, it's the only way we can have compassion for someone else is actually to feel what they're feeling. Right. And that takes bravery. So it's like, what are they actually feeling right now? Find it in myself, and then, and then beyond that, it's like that oneness with the source of what we. Where where do we come from? What is that? You know, all those uh, yummy feelings and connections to the beingness of who we are, the 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 the, the, the allness of what all of this is, and to have because that takes bravery. Right. To go, wow, you know, do am I worthy to feel that or whatever, or you know, and so those those three keys for me is is uh like where's that I use that word brave a lot. I feel like I've used it a lot since we've been talking. So maybe that's maybe that's one of them is is really having the the bravery to be our own authentic selves and not be who who other people think that we should be and to be brave enough to feel what's going on inside of ourselves and see ourselves completely and to be brave enough to pursue our own connection to what's divine for us.
0: That's that's freaking fantastic. I love okay. that. I'm okay. actually not yeah. even going to ask you anything else about that because that's okay. just awesome. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to write that down word for word and get a tattooed on my back. That's <laughs> wonderful. I'm going to so yeah, give you credit the next three people I tell you when they ask me that same question. And then after that, I'm just going to steal it. Perfect. That awesome. Awesome. I mean, all right. So what would you tell, you know, because you're like my age, what would you tell the 30-year-old version or the 20-year-old version of yourself? What, you know, what advice do you have? I mean, you are an incredibly strong, powerful, fun-loving, heart-centered, fantastic, good-looking woman. What would you, what advice would you give to other younger women in the world?
1: Gosh, thank you, Jim. I know,
0: right? Come on.
1: Wow. Seriously. If you saw me right now, you'd be like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sister's looking good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, what? What
0: did I you? Well, you're like the best person to ask. I mean, you, you, you are the one of the best people to ask about this.
1: You know, I, it's out of all the questions you've asked me, this one for some reason is the it's, 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 a it's like, not it's that it's hard. It's just that it's challenging because there's so much rightness in everywhere that we are. Right. It's right. like, start from where you are, not from where you want to be. And, you know, and when I was 30, I was, you know, really just getting over the grief of my mother's death and, um, learning how to be somewhat of an adult and kind of navigating my way through the world. And, uh, it's like, when I look back on that, I know it's not the question, Jim, but it's like, I don't think I would change that time if I could, because so much richness came out of it. So much sure. learning came out of it. And honestly, the, the, you know, in hearing that question, the first thing that came up, well, two things came up is you're perfect and save your money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, not, that's actually not bad.
1: <laughs> it's like You're in the perfect place in your life and save your money.
0: <laughs> that's actually pretty good. We now, we'll we'll uh, distill it down to five words. You're perfect. Save your money.
1: Exactly. That's great.
0: No, but seriously, because I mean, I, you know, I get emails from people or, you know, questions from people. And a lot of times it's questions from, from younger people you know, and when I say younger you know, people are in their twenties or in their thirties and, and they're, they're very much almost frazzled or somewhat overwhelmed by life, whether they're, you know, and they're working ridiculous hours at their career. They're not sure what they're doing with their life. They're not sure about the legacy they're creating. And they're very, um, uh, connected to whatever soci- societal norms and societal expectations are. Yeah. And I just see them and I see, I mean, you know, walk through whole foods, you'll see this. And you just see them going through that and you're like, Jesus, I just want to go over them and give them a hug and be like, look, don't worry about it. Like it's yeah. all working out. Slow the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Like, It's fine. You can skip the gym tonight. Don't worry yes. about it. Like things are going to be okay. You will find a guy or you will meet a girl who will fall in love with you and you will have kids. Don't worry about your biological clock or any of that. Other yes.
1: Like yes. just,
0: you know, just chill out. Yeah. Cause they're so like, you know, when I was in my God, I sound like a thousand years old when I was in my twenties, <laughs> We didn't have, you know, a 24 seven, you know, news cycle. We didn't have cell phones, internet, you know, like all this other, you know, social media stuff. So I didn't always know what everyone in the world who was just like me was doing. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, you know, you go, you know, if you go spend five minutes on Facebook and you get Mm. updates of people like, and and people on Facebook are so funny, myself included, because we always post the pictures of like the best moments of our life, right? Of course. Like I don't ever post a picture of my kids crying but they they look cute at the holiday parade. I'm going to post that, you know, if I'm having like some, or if people have like, you know, some awesome meal, they're going to post a picture of their meal. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of funny. Like we're, we're, we're showing a highlight reel to other people when in fact we're living, you know, a complete journey amongst ourselves. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I like that. I like that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, something I would add to that is like I would tell my 30 year old self, everything that you need is inside of yourself. And and I wouldn't only just say it so it's like some kind of shit that she's gotta scratch her head about and go, What's that really mean? I would spend time with her and help her to I would I would I would share my heart with her and help her share share what that means to me, that everything inside of me, everything you need is inside of me. You know, I would I would hope that she could find someone that could tell her that and teach her that and guide her back home to herself. That's what I would want for her.
0: So how would you say it?
1: I would say so that can, take it a comes minute, back to pretend, the voice of the heart. Yeah, pretend, you know, comes, take a
0: minute. Sit, pretend you're talking to yourself right now.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I would say, Heather, all of those beautiful um, feelings and words and connections and ideas that you have in your heart, everything, every problem that you have in life, the answer is waiting for you in that temple of your heart. And spend some time. Write what write what you're feeling, write what you're hearing down on a piece of paper. And every time you have a problem, come back and consult your heart and write the answer down. Save that journal for the rest of your goddamn life. Amen.
0: Mic drops. That's fucking awesome. That's so great.
1: There we go. I love that. I love that.
0: All right. Cool. All right. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Anything else you want to mention? You tell us your website again. Tell us um, any cool stuff you have coming up.
1: Well, um, my final thoughts would be um since the second I met you, the second I met you, I have always adored you. Oh, I have always you. enjoyed you, and I've always seen that part of you that is beyond willing to help others. Thank you and, and 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 so you have the most generous heart, Jim. And and <laughs> you. to, you know, for you to be doing this now and helping people live epic lives is like the perfect thing (laughs) is like the perfect, perfect thing. And I wanted to thank you for gifting me with the friendship of your wife and through her. she's way cooler
0: than I am. She
1: is prettier than you and she wears better better clothes,
0: way better, way
1: better. Uh, But she's introduced me to so many beautiful women too, who have all, we all get to share our hearts with each other. So I am like pretty grateful for you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to share my heart with you today. Um, and my website is heatherlindemann.com. And the coolest thing that I have coming up is my yearly women's retreat is called Ritual. And oh, cool. it it's a one-day retreat. It's happening here uh, in Vista, in our yurt, on, on our land, in our retreat center. It's an evening retreat, and I'm calling it a wisdom activation, a yearly wisdom activation. So okay. it's a completely different take on, you know, New Year's, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? I'm blanking out. What's it called? When we, what, at New Year's time, we make uh, resolutions. Resolution. It's a complete, Which are the
0: dumbest things in the world. Why do you do they it? They
1: really are because they're it's all so launched stupid. from fear, right? So and self-hatred stupid. and all of those kinds of things. So we're, we're redefining what that process is. So not only are we going to have a live event here, because we can only handle so many people. I'm in the process. This is so awesome of creating my very first online offering. Oh, cool. So that women that can't be here with us or, you know, women around the country can download it too and gather their girlfriends and have their own heart centered wisdom activation ritual for the new year. So that's, that's, that's something I'm really stoked on. And, uh, and, and I'm just, I'm excited to, to, to gather with so many women and, and, you know, enter this new year with an open heart and self-love and compassion. How's that sound?
0: Fantastic. That's awesome. That's so cool. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the time. And, and I got to say, thank you for the friendship. You've been, you've just been so awesome to me and my family over the years. And it's just like, I remember from the very first day I walked into Dreamy, you know, to get Kelly something. I was like, man, I really like that. I really love that Heather girl. She's just fantastic. You, you're just such a great person. And I think what's, you know, one of the, one of the best things about you is I think you're just such a shining and brave example. For other women in the world and men too. Like, you just like, you're you're just a badass. You just are a badass. And I just I love that about that. you.
1: It's a high compliment. Yes. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, thank you for being here. Thank and uh, for anyone who's listening, you can check out this website at makelifeepic.com. And Heather, it was a pleasure. And I hope I will see you soon. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for checking out the Make Life Epic podcast check us out online at makelifeepic.com and I hope you have a fantastic day and look forward
1: to talking to you soon.